0: This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. So welcome back, then. It's e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast. My name is Matt Young, and this is my genius of a co-host, Rob Carey. Hello, Rob. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Uh, you've had another busy week, I
1: understand. Yeah, but you can't really complain, can you? We, we mustn't. We mustn't.
0: Now, last week, we're covering the topic of e-commerce security. So last week, we touched on SSL certificates. Well, I say we touched on it. It's probably one of our biggest episodes so far. Uh, and this week, we're looking more around uh, how to keep your website secure. So first of all, then, Rob, just before we get going, we're talking about SEO for e-commerce websites. Why is security and SEO so important?
1: Well, they're kind of intertwined, really, because Google obviously doesn't want to list compromised websites in their search results. So if your website gets hacked and has some sort of malicious software on it, then you're going to have all of your rankings removed. You won't be getting any SEO traffic because Google doesn't want to be sending people to potentially dangerous websites. But also, other than putting malicious code on your website, people can inject links into your website and you'll end up linking to some very dodgy websites or have really bad content on your site that you don't really want to have associated to your brand. So they are very intertwined. You want to make sure your website's secure and that will help your SEO. Excellent stuff. Okay. Uh,
0: And just a little reminder then, of course, we are across all the uh, big podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, uh, and uh, we're on YouTube as well. So please go there, subscribe, give us a rating because it obviously really helps with our podcast getting up the rankings. So let's get into the meat of today's episode then. We're going to repeat then. E-commerce security is what we're talking about. So Rob, how do businesses keep their e-commerce websites secure? A nice, simple, straightforward question to start off with.
1: Well, I think it can be broken down into four key areas. There's password security, plugin or add-on security, server security, and infrastructure security, such as domains, DNS, and email
0: Okay, so let's start with number one then. Password security, what is that all about, please, Rob?
1: So it sounds obvious, but it is the number one security issue, either with people voluntarily giving over their passwords to someone in something called a phishing attack, where someone thinks that they're giving the password to a a genuine company, such as uh, Shopify, or having a really weak password. Now, attackers can do something called a brute force attack, where they've got a list of thousands or millions of common passwords, and those are actually prioritised by how commonly used they are or how likely they're going to be used by you. So whereas you think that maybe the name of your favourite football team is a very unique password, that is bound to be one of the passwords that these hackers are going to be using. And they can just try these passwords automatically using their own software on your Shopify account or on your Magento admin page. So they want to get access to your system. And people think that their passwords are secure, but they're often not. You know, if you can remember your password, it's probably not secure enough. Mm. You know, you want to look for something that's 32 or more random characters of uppercase letters, lowercase letters, numbers and symbols. And the best way of doing this is to use a password manager. And that's a piece of software such as 1Password, and that's the number 1Password. Uh, or LastPass is another password manager where they actually generate these secure passwords for you randomly so you can create a unique one for every website. And they also store them in a vault to remember them for you so you don't have to. And it means that you can have a single password to unlock your vault, and then you have all of these unique random passwords to use on these different sites. And the password manager will usually work across all your devices, so your mobile phone, every web browser, every computer that you use. So where possible, also make sure that your staff are using strong passwords as well, because you could have the strongest password in the world. But if there's someone with an admin or even an editor account on your e-commerce store, then those accounts can be compromised as well. So if you can enforce a password policy, such as a minimum of 20 or 30 characters, no real words, no dates, no places, make it part of your uh, business uh, policy uh, that your staff have to adhere to. Now, you can enforce it on most of the e-commerce platforms out there. So if you use WooCommerce, for example, you can install a WordPress plugin called WordFence. That's Word and then... F-E-N-C-E, wordfence.com. It's an amazing security plugin, and uh, it's either free or you can pay $99 a year for a few extra features. And it allows you to enforce strong passwords on these admin accounts and the higher privilege accounts. And it also allows you to add something called two-factor authentication to WordPress.
0: Now I'm going to ask you about two factor authentication just in a second, but I I can vouch for having a strong password. Uh, I had a ransomware attack and luckily they were two or three characters out of my password, but somehow, you know, they had nearly got hold of it. So that would have, uh, would have ruined, it could have potentially ruined my business. So this is so, so important, but again, just getting back to it. So what's a two factor authentication then, Rob?
1: So it's a security practice where it requires two types of authentication before you're allowed to be logged into an application. So the first type of authentication is your normal password, and the second one is a random password or number that you don't know but you can carry with you. So the random password could be generated by a mobile app. There's things such as Google Authenticator. Which is a very popular app, and there's also a commercial one called Authy. It could be a text message, an SMS that gets sent to a verified mobile cell phone number, or it could be a physical key for like a USB key. There's companies such as YubiKey out there that make them, and you might already have one for your online banking. And some password managers that I mentioned before will also manage uh, these one-time passwords for you as well. So one password can generate them and manage them for you, so you can control all of it in a single application. Even if you tell someone your password or someone gets access to that password, they still need to have access to your physical device to generate this random password and log into your system. So it's very, very hard to get both of these things. As I said, WooCommerce supports this via the WordFence plugin. Uh, It's built into Shopify and BigCommerce, but you have to enable them, that's the thing. You have to go into your security settings in your account and make sure that you enable these features They're not enabled by default. Magento, since version 2.4, has this built into it as well. So as long as you've installed it or updated it past version 2.4, you can have this built into your Magento e-commerce store, but it's also disabled by default. So you need to go into your settings and enable this. And if you're on OpenCart or PrestaShop, shop there's paid plugins out there which enable two-factor authentication. So remember to enable it and also enable it on all your staff accounts. Also, don't trust your dev or design agency either. You know, even if you think they're the most tech savvy people in the world, you know, they're just as likely to have security breaches as you are. So enforce these security policies on these third parties as well that might have access to your systems.
0: Yeah, you really have to cover yourself for for human error in these circumstances. Um, You mentioned plug-in security, Rob.
1: Yeah, so people assume that this is just an issue for self-hosted e-commerce platforms such as Magento, but you can have issues with plugin security for software as a service platforms as well. So you can get add-ons for things like Shopify and BigCommerce and they can become hackable. A majority of plugins are built by a single web developer and sometimes they're built just as a hobby in their spare time. There's no qualification that you need to create these plugins. It could be the first thing they've ever coded. In fact, the first piece of PHP that I coded was an affiliate management software, which I made open source. So it was the free PHP script of its kind that gave someone an affiliate management platform. And I had over a quarter of a million downloads. And that's quite a lot back in uh, the day that I had created it, but well over a decade ago. But I hadn't learned about PHP security yet. I was literally halfway through my PHP book when I released this. So it ended up having a big security hole in it, which was uh, shown across all these security websites as being an issue. And, you know, people had this installed on their site and I managed to fix the security hole, release an update. But, you know, I wasn't even an adult when I coded this plugin. So you don't know who is creating these plugins. You don't know anything about the developers. So just be careful before you click install and add one of these things to your site. Even the big commercial plugins can have security issues. Some of the biggest plugins that you can think of have had a security issue at some point. As a friend actually alerted me to one such case uh, where there was, uh, he was looking at Google search results and found loads of Shopify order confirmation pages indexed in Google. So in the Google search results, you could click through and see someone's order, and it included their name, their address, their email. Details and even every single item which they've ordered. And he asked me why this was. And I traced it back to a very popular Shopify add on, uh, which was for post purchase upsells for uh, trying to sell people extra products after they've already bought a product. And hundreds of sites were affected because this was a very popular commercial plugin. And I reported it to Shopify and to the plugin author through all the correct means. And I also scraped a list of every end customer that was affected by this and sent them an email saying, just to let you know that your details were available on the internet because of this uh, plugin, which was affected. It's not the fault of the e-commerce store themselves. They didn't know that this plugin was uh, hackable um, and just to be careful in the future. and You know, sort of, this is a big issue for people.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, what did the people say that you emailed?
1: Well, obviously, they were very upset and surprised that their data was made public. You know, these were e-commerce stores that they trusted and thought were secure. Plus, also, you assume that a Shopify website is secure. But even though Shopify does have a big security team, if you have these add-ons installed on the shops, there's nothing stopping those add-ons from having these security issues. And, you know, some of these orders were very personal and private, even sort of medical products. So you don't want these things out there in public. I, you know, so I've told them that it's not the shop's fault, but the software. But I think it probably uh, damaged their trust in e-commerce in total. So you don't want this to happen to your site. You want to make sure that your customers feel safe and stay safe.
0: So how do you know which plugins are safe then?
1: Well, the safest plugins are the ones which are built by the e-commerce platforms themselves. So, for example, WooCommerce, they build their own plugins for the WooCommerce platform, and Shopify do the same. So these are going to be the safest ones because they've got these huge teams, they know the platform inside out, and they're able to fix these things very quickly. Be careful of plugins that haven't been updated recently. Usually, before you install a plugin, you can see when it was last updated and which version of your e-commerce platform it supports. If you have a coder that works in your company, ask them to read through the source code of the plugin as well to make sure there aren't any obvious security flaws in it. And the biggest thing to do is just have as few plugins as possible. The fewer plugins, the better. Sometimes... All these plugins do is a small design tweak or add a small feature onto your site that could actually be done with a few lines of code. So before you install, say, 20 different plugins to do small tweaks to your site, get a quote from a freelance design or developer to create these as a custom fix for you. know, I've logged into some WooCommerce stores that had over 30 plugins just for WooCommerce alone. And it slows down the whole site because all of this code has to execute. And each one of these adds an extra security risk or potential security exploit. You know, before I've replaced 20 WooCommerce plugins with a single plugin with very little code because each of these plugins is trying to do everything for everyone. Whereas if you custom build a plugin, you can just implement the specific thing that that person's looking for. Every single plugin is a potential target, a potential backdoor.
0: And how do the hackers know which plugins they can uh, they can get in by then?
1: Well, many of these plugins leave clues in your code. There's comment tags in your HTML that often advertise plugins, such as if you install the the Yoast WordPress SEO plugin, it will have a comment tag in there saying that it's done by Yoast. There'll be a generator meta tag which tells people which version of WordPress you're using. There's custom CSS or JavaScript files that the plugin creates and only that plugin uses that URL. So all of these are basically footprints and you can have hackers that go to specialist search engines uh, that allow you to search the source code of websites and find these footprints or you can even just use Google. There's a few different commands you could use to isolate down which pages have a specific URL pattern and you know that that site has that plugin installed. So if someone finds one exploit in a plugin, they can then find hundreds of sites with that plugin with the same issue.
0: Okay, so we've touched on plugins there. What about server security? Surely that's a, a slightly bigger topic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mostly an issue for the self-hosted platform. So if you use Magento or WordPress, and you mostly need to try and hide as much information about your server as possible. I'd really recommend using Cloudflare which is a CDN and firewall technology company where you just point your domain name at them and they can actually hide your server's real IP address so that it's harder for hackers to find it. It also adds a web application firewall, which stops the most common types of security attacks on your website. But it also offers a free CDN, so it makes your images load faster and directly from their servers rather than yours. I'd also recommend on the server itself to use a firewall and block every port apart from the standard web ports and SSH or FTP ports and also change those ports for SSH and FTP as well to something completely different so it's harder for hackers to try and log into your server. There's a free package out there for Linux servers called fail2ban, that's F-A-I-L, the number 2, B-A-N. And I'd recommend installing this on your server as it will basically limit the number of login attempts someone can have. And you'll actually get alerts from this software about people logging in. You'll be surprised how many attempts you'll have of people logging into your server. Every day I get an email about someone from Russia or China, you know, trying to uh, log in as root or my personal username into the server with different passwords to see if they can access that. You also uh, want to stop your web server and stop Magento, WordPress, and your plugins, advertising themselves in your HTML and your server headers. Also, keep your software updated as well and give everyone a unique FTP and server login. Don't give the same FTP or server login to every person that works in your company. Uh, delete and disable those logins as well as soon as that person stops working for you.
0: So obviously there's a lot that we're going through here. Just remember on our website, ecommerce.fm, there are the full show notes. So if you ever want to go over this, you know, in text and have a good look, uh, do make sure you pop onto there. And uh, we're on show number six at the moment. So are there any other areas of weakness that we should be thinking about, Rob?
1: Well, your domain name itself can actually be overlooked quite a lot. So how secure is the password to your domain registrar? You know, who knows that password and do old employees still have access to it where those passwords are sort of written down or stored? If someone has access to your domain registrar login, they can do anything they like to your website and point your domain name wherever they like. So that's actually one of the biggest security holes there is. They, You know, they can do a lot of damage with control of that domain. And it's the same with DNS and web hosting logins as well. You know, who has your Cloudflare login, who has your web hosting account logins? All of these are actually bigger security holes than the e-commerce platform itself. And the biggest risk overall is email accounts. You know, there's no point in having a secure Shopify login if you've got a weak email password because a hacker can simply request a new password from Shopify. You'll get emailed a link, and if they can hack your email account, they can get access to that special URL and reset your password. So enforce tight security passwords, you know, on every email account and every member of staff. Most uh, logins can be reset using a forgotten password link. And that's, you know, sort of a big security weakness for most companies. Don't let staff use their email password for anything else either. So if they use a specific password for their email account, don't let them then use the same one for Twitter or Facebook or any other software they use. Because if those other websites get hacked then they could potentially get access to your email password as well and also hackers use a hacked user database from other sites as well so if your details have been hacked on another website they'll store your username and password and then try to use that same password to log into your email account so be careful of that as well
0: I went to a cybersecurity conference uh, back earlier on this year and they they did a test. They gave us an envelope when we walked in and uh, basically halfway through the conference, they said, okay, you've got an envelope, open it up. And it basically listed all the times, the amount of times your website had been attacked or attempted to be, uh, have been hacked. Uh, I'm delighted to tell you I had a zero in mine, but there was at least three quarters of the room that had attempts to hack into their website. So it's, you know, this is such good advice that Rob's given you here. So uh, heed it and get some really strong passwords for, for starters. Um, so just before we wrap up then, Rob, have you got any final advice for us?
1: So, I'd recommend signing up to a website called uh, Have I Been Pawned, which is uh, spelt H A V E I B E E N P W N E D dot com. It's uh, a play on the word owned, so, it's a very hackerish term uh, P W N E D, pawned or owned. So if you sign up to this website, you can get notified when your email or password gets breached on other people's websites. Whenever there's a a public release of information or someone shares a a password list on the dark web, you can get notified if your details are in there. And also, if you're an admin for your company's uh, domain name or email account, then you can actually get notified about any staff member whose details have been compromised on this But you need to be discreet with this. Uh, I used to uh, work for a company where we uncovered a few staff who are using their work email addresses on a site called Ashley Madison, which is a a dating site for cheating uh, people, basically, for married couples looking to cheat on a dating site. So um, you want to be as discreet as possible because you might uncover some unusual sites that your staff use. But obviously you need to tell your staff not to use their company email accounts for anything personal anyway. Also, start using One Password. That's at onepassword.com. You know, you can reset any important uh, platform or domain, DNS hosting, email plugin passwords, and then generate something random, complicated, and unique, and store it in One Password. Also, activate two-factor authentication on every service that offers it. So you want that on your e-commerce platform, on your domain registrar, on your Cloudflare accounts on your email provider and on your web hosting provider's uh, account, make sure that two-factor authentication is enabled so that you can't log in unless you have a secure code sent to a mobile phone or a application that supports two-factor authentication. And also, if you have the finances there, do a mini security audit now, you know, sort of get a professional in to audit it. If you uh, have enough revenue going through your company to permit it, get a company to do a penetration test at least once a year uh, to look at whether there are potential ways to exploit your website that you don't know about. And if you don't have the money or resources to get professional security audit, do an audit yourself. You know, have a look to see if you've got any old user accounts on your uh, e-commerce platform uh, that have old email accounts that have access to your domain or DNS accounts. You know, does everyone need to have admin access? Maybe reduce the permissions on certain users if they don't really need to have those permissions in the first place. And also ask everyone in your company to reset their password now and make sure that they know your new password policy about not using the same password on the same websites uh, on different websites and to have it. So it's all randomly generated and also go through your plugins as well. Do you need every single plugin and can it be replaced with a few hours of design or dev time? You know, so these are the things which I'd be looking at.
0: Brilliant stuff, Rob. Uh, An absolute mine of information. As always, you can find uh, the transcript for the show on our website, ecommerce.fm. If you want to get in touch with us, we've got a contact page on there. But of course, you can also email directly hello at ecommerce.fm. Please subscribe to us if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or, of course, via YouTube as well. Uh, Just make sure you subscribe. And if you can, give us a rating because it means an awful lot. We will be back with Episode 7 in one week's time. Until then, stay safe, stay happy. And, Rob, uh, thanks very much for your knowledge today.
1: Thanks. Looking forward to the next episode. This is eCommerce FM, the eCommerce
0: SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young.